a mom of three saved $169,000 in two years and plans to retire at 40. My guest at the Invest Diva movement today is Jamila Safran, the founder and CEO of journeytolaunch.com. Jamila is a wife and mom of three in New York, but before she had kids, she had a good job with a commute from hell, Brooklyn to Morristown, New Jersey. Sometimes it was four hours driving in total per day. She then decided that she didn't like her corporate America job and didn't want to have to call anyone else boss. In her early 30s, she set the goal that she would retire from her job and be financially independent at 40. She began a plan in which she and her husband changed their lifestyle, began investing and began saving money. They saved $85,000 in just one year. In 2018, she reached her goal, quit her job and began journey to life to launch full-time. Today, she's going to tell us exactly how she did this, how she got her husband on board, and how they did this while keeping the balance and not give up on all the joys of life. If you're new here, welcome. My name is Kiana Danielle. I'm the founder of the Investiva Movement, a tribe of proactive moms who want to create a better life for their kids too. We don't rely on our husbands, the bank, or money managers to determine our financial future. In fact, we do the exact opposite. We take control of our money because our financial independence is bigger than just us. It's for our kids and their children to come too. We are different because we're fighting against the boys on Wall Street. We don't want our money locked up in a 401k and we don't not we don't want to let it sit in the bank and lose its worth. So make sure that you click on that subscribe button so you never miss out on a future episode. Now let's go say hi to Jamila and let's get the movement going. have you on the Investiva movement. You are like one of those women. We're actually close by. We're like one state away. I'm in your hood all the time. And yeah. you are making it happen. And I'm super excited to for our audience to learn about your journey and how you got here because you are a mom of three and you were working at your corporate job and you hated the commute and you were just like, oh, I don't want it. And then you had three kids and like, okay, I'm going to change things. And you were actually able to save $169,000. That now, well, I mean, for some people that might not sound a lot, but I want you to, I mean, it's not about the amount that you said, it's about the, the, the roadmaps. And I want our mom audiences to basically listen to you and see how you did it so that they can do the same thing. So I'm super excited to have you. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. And yes, I used to commute all the way to New Jersey. So to your neck of the woods from Brooklyn for a long time. Um, and really that is what started me on my journey to financial freedom because I was pregnant with my first son commuting from Brooklyn to New Jersey. And it took me, um, I, I think it was like four hours one day because the traffic oh was gosh. just horrible. Each place that the traffic could go wrong, it went wrong that day. And I, I, I remember, hate New Jersey traffic. It just like, you can yeah. be stuck for like, it's like it's one mile and you're like, okay, one hour here and there's one yeah. mile. Well, and I was on a lot of highways. So it's like yeah. every part of my commute that day was horrible. Like every part had an accident or something happening. So I remember being pregnant with my first son and oh my gosh. like crying about it in the car. And when I got home to my husband and I said, you know, I don't want to do this, you know, and it wasn't about the job because, you know, I could have found a 
work closer to me. I could have made that the goal, but it, it was about, I knew that I wanted to raise like a, like I wanted to have more kids. Um, hopefully I wanted to like spend more time with them, have flexibility. I was on the road, even without the horrible um, traffic, I usually would spend an hour and um, two to three hours a day driving. And I was like, I'd, and then I would go to work and not be fully, fully happy with my job. So I said, I need to figure something out. And that's what really started me to get serious about my finances. All right. Guys watching at home, how many guys are listening to this on your commute to work and like, oh my God, I want to change this. Comment below. Let me know. So what happened? How did you go about it? Yeah. So the great thing, I like to always look at uh, my perspective on things. It's always like, what can I learn from this? And so when I was in that commute, I said, well, I want something different. And so I started to Google and research, like, how do I quit my job? How do I, you know, reach, like, I used to like just put these catchphrases in. How do I quit my job? Um, how do I retire early? Not really understanding what that meant. Found a lot of blogs and podcasts that talked about this concept. And so because of my long commute, I was very lucky that I was able to listen to a lot of podcasts and a lot of content to basically introduce me to like personal finance, like people who were like saving, investing. And so that's what really allowed me to get on board, at least understand what it is I needed to do. And so I remember hearing a story of a teacher um, my, one of my first stories that really inspired me, I heard, uh, his, he's called Ed the Millionaire Educator, and he talked about he and his wife, both teachers, were able to retire early or create a million dollar portfolio on teachers' salaries because they saved and invested like half their income over I us. I love stories like this. It's so just I was like, amazing. wait a second. My husband and I, we earned decent income. I know we can do better than what we're doing. We didn't even have a plan. Like we were kind of just like putting in. I think I was putting in the bare minimum in my 401k at the time. And he was, I didn't even know how much he wasn't probably putting in much. So when I heard that, I said to myself, oh, we got to figure something out. Like we make enough that we could, we could figure something out to save and invest more. And that's basically what we did. I came home, I told him about like all these stories I was hearing. And he was just like, what are you talking about? Like, that sounds <laughs> like I like my life the way it is. You know, we like spending, like going out to eat and doing all this stuff. Change is hard. Yeah. yeah so we, we sat and we talked about it, but we came up with a plan or I showed him how it was possible that if we did save and invest more, how we could have such like a nest egg in the future and, and really like shorten this time frame really to work. Um, so well, he got it. This is very amazing. And I started to interrupt you because yeah. like I talked to my husband, I think that is like one of the biggest issues with, with married couples, like finance, talking about finance can become incredibly stressful. And I mean, it's a different thing that, I mean, you were the same, like you, got married on the same page and then you wanted to change that and to bring up this conversation how did like how were you able to were you did you convince him like how exactly did you go about it that was successful yeah that's a good question because i get asked that a lot by people because it was really important for him to get on board because yeah. a lot of the saving and invested it was both of us right it was two of our incomes combined to be able to do that so essentially, I started to, I, I sent him little articles and podcasts, which he really probably never read or <laughs> listened to. He never like, did. <laughs> My husband would never read it. Right. He's <laughs> like, all right. But I came home and I said to him, you know, he knew that I had the long commute. And at this time, we started to grow. So it's not like I had, the, I had that horrible four-hour drive home and then everything changed. It took some time to, like, figure out and, like, and get inspired and to want to take action. So by this time that I really decided, like, I'm going to figure out a way to do this, 
we um, had moved into our, like our new home together. And but I sat down with him and I said, what would it take to live a really good life like in the future? Like, let's just say because he's a teacher and with New York City, he gets to retire at 55 um, early, which is still early compared to the average age. So I said, okay, let's just say you retired at 55 and I didn't like I also was able to retire. What what would you want to do like every day? Where would you want to take trips? And so we talked about that. I got him excited about that. And I said, okay, and what do you consider a good life now? So I kind of balanced between what is a good life later and what's a good life now? And then what can we do? Is there a way that we can balance the two? Like where we don't have to give up everything that we love now, but then we are more intentional about later. That, those conversations and showing him the numbers helped. I think men, well, at least my husband, he is very much a numbers, like he, to see the numbers help. So I've created this spreadsheet that showed him if we were to save and invest like half our income or a lot of our income over the next five, 10 years, we would have this much money like versus if we do what we do now. So it showed like our portfolio, our net worth really accumulating a lot. And he was just like, oh, and this doesn't mean like we never go out to eat again. I was like, no, we can still do that. So that's kind of like what got him excited about everything too. Right. No, that's, that's absolutely like the first steps of financial, of personal finance is not know where you stand today and where you want to go because without a plan you're just hoping like okay whatever and you don't know where exactly you want to go so you cannot make it happen a goal without a plan is just a wish as i say so um how did you go about it so you 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 sat down you had the numbers in the, in the excel sheet are you a math whiz or something or are you just uh <laughs> I'm definitely not a math whiz i mean i'm i'm good at like you know i i i I, since I worked in corporate America, I used Google Sheets and Excel. Um, so I was able to like come up with like my own little formula and model to show how much by year if we invested over time it would help. But really like it was the sitting down and because he was a teacher, so the, the, here's the important part of how we were able to save the money as much as we did. So it was $169,000 in two years, right? And so we did that a lot through our pre-tax investing because as a teacher, he had access to a 457 plan which we had no clue about before I even like started to research and his 403B plan. So he had access to max out two pre-tax retirement accounts. And then I had one at my job. And so we decided like through my research, through um, listening to other stories, like Ed the Millionaire Educator, where he would, he and his wife as teachers were able to max out four of these accounts, like the pre-tax accounts every year. So I was like, we can do this. Um, so basically that's how we started to formulate, okay, how much can we afford to like really like put towards tax advantage investing, uh, retirement accounts, and then how much more can we push after that? And that's kind of like how we went about it. No, that's amazing. And you did not have to change your lifestyle as much. So we did definitely. All right. So there, there are some things that also came into play that helped that, right? So before yeah. we started to save that first year, we saved and invested $85,000. The year before that, we didn't save a fraction of that, uh, that amount. Um, so I'd say the biggest changes in our like lifestyle and finances was we got a budget together. Yeah. So before, we kind of were just spending like without thinking about it. So we Were you in debt at, at any point? So we were in debt earlier on. Um, by the time we started our journey, we didn't have debt other than our mortgages. Um, so we had paid off debt over time, like our, our student loans, any car loans. Um, and what really helped was like that year we got, he was leasing a car and, and I had a more expensive car. We both kind of like in our 20s had more expensive cars. And so by the time I started, to, we started to come around to this idea. I ended up buying or, or getting a more, uh, I would say, sustainable and um, practical car and I bought that outright and instead of renewing his lease was 
his lease was a few, like a lot of money a month. We yeah. just bought him a practical car. Um, where So that helped really reduce our car expenses because now we owned our cars outright and then we budgeted. So we did put limits around, even though we went out to eat, we put limits about how much so we went out. This is the scariest topic for me to bring up to my husband because I'm like the person that I don't care what I drive as long as it gets me from point A to point B. I don't, I, the only thing that I will recognize is probably the color. I don't care. My husband is like the other, like he has to be spent like driving the highest end, the recentest, most recent model of this, whatever. And it's very scary. And he's actually convinced me to go backwards. And now I drive this like very super expensive car. And I'm like, oh my God, like it's not really hurting us. But I'm like, how can I convince him? Like I, guys care about cars. They do. And listen, and so I think this is like the biggest thing because my husband, he was on my podcast and so he was on the Journey to Launch podcast and he talked about this and he said, um, you know, like when he pulls up and he sees like an older, like a, you know, grandma, great grandma and his the same car he has, like he feels like, you know, but here's the thing. So I think he knew at this point what was needed for our goals to come true. He knew that I had a long commute, that we were having more kids. And so I think for the time being, he realized the sacrifice that needed to be made. But one of the things I always frame to him is like, I would love, my dream is to be able to surprise him with his like dream car <laughs> on his 40th birthday. Um, like that is like something like I hope, to, I aspire to do. And because I know he cares about his car, like even though he right now he's driving, a, I think he still drives a nice car, right? But he wants to drive even a nicer car. And so I think it's important as like for me to acknowledge that. So I don't look down on him. I don't like, I don't like flip it off because I, I don't care about the car I drive at this point, right? But just yeah. because I don't care doesn't mean he, he doesn't. Right. right. So I feel like I, I, I validate his feelings because they're, it's his feelings. And then he also knows that really if I had it up to me, if we had enough money, I would totally get him whatever car he wanted. And I'm working towards that, hopefully. So I think because of that, he sees like he trusts that it's like it's not just about what I want, that I am taking into consideration what he wants also. Right. So that is a very important point they brought up is, is communication, open communication, being on the same balance and validating each other's feelings. Because yeah, for me, like saving money and putting into investing is super important for my husband. So his story is that like his dad passed away a little bit younger and he didn't get to enjoy the money that they had. And he's like, okay, so what's the point? Why am I saving anyway if I'm not going to get to enjoy it? So I listen, I'm like, okay, I get it. All right. Okay. Go buy that Tesla, whatever. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, that's, yeah. So that's super important to validate and not look down. That was a very important keyword that you brought up. Well, thank you so much, Jamila. I'm super excited. I'm very happy that we got to talk about this. And I think that a lot of us out there, you know, we, we know we, we want to make it happen. We know that we want to save. We know that we want a better life for ourselves in the future, for our kids. But that first step can be very, very tough. So I'm really hopeful that the, your story inspired at least 10 people to get started today and start saving for their future so that they can have a better future, financial future. Thanks again, Jamila, for joining. Thank you for having me.